Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. How did you forget to remind me about the French Open right when I was about to become a DFS tennis thought leader? I'm busy. Been busy. I was legitimately stunned when I saw that message and I realized that the French Open had started because I had been gearing up. This was going to be my debut. Little did I know it is. Is it already over? Has it passed me by? No, there's still more slates. They get smaller and smaller, but they're still playable right now. Did you play it? Uh-uh. Okay, that makes me feel better. I would have been so steamed if you were in there making your little lineups and then tell me. <laughs> what uh, What time do you think it started? What day? No, what time of day? Oh, French Open. They're, what, like six, seven hours ahead of us here. I, I probably was like a, what, like a 3 a.m. lock? It's exactly 3 a.m. I am a thought leader, Brian. Wow, you would have won. You would have picked it. <laughs> that's all you need to do is guess the start time. Guess, that's more than anyone else knows about DFS Twitter, <laughs> uh, DFS tennis. So there we go. Uh, yes, I am bummed. My my career is uh, delayed. I can't. What was it? My the only DFS career I had that was shorter was that first night we played uh, NBA DFS when Rudy Gobert shut it down, and I was a NBA <laughs> DFS player for about a quarter and a half. And you've never gone back. You haven't played classic since, have you? That I legit have not played classic since. I've done some showdowns, but never classic. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you for that one. That's like the most annoying uh, DFS sport where you have to stay there all night, all night long, all night long. Is it? Uh, but you're even on these. Uh, has it been a little easier with the uh, the playoff slates? You know, feel like yeah. you're decelerating a bit. Yeah, today was no good though because the Sixers and Wizards decided to change their starting lineups. Mm. But yeah, the the the, the late scratches—they're way, way, way less. Yeah, the fake and, injuries and stuff. And haven't teams tightened down their rotations as well? Yeah, they tightened down their rotations. That's not necessarily great. It's the um, but players getting. Scratch can be a pain in the ass. Yeah. I mean, that is where you get a lot of your edge, though. So it's tough to tough to complain too much. Brian, do you like basketball? I, do you find yours? Are you a fan when you watch? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I don't it's know. Fine. I don't watch sports. I don't watch sports that much anymore. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched the game all year, I don't think. You like you like watching MMA. You are sweating MMA. Yeah, I watched it too. Yeah, yeah. And you 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 like you like watching some football too, right? Red Zone. Yeah, and like golf on Sundays. Sometimes, not always. Yeah. Um, but no baseball anymore. No no basketball. I like uh, March Madness. I watch that. Okay. I was watching. Uh, my father in law had the golf on this weekend and uh i saw uh, i saw our guy kokrak uh took it down and i also saw a guy in like sixth place brian this is how messed up my brain was i saw a hoffman and i was like is could that possibly be noah hoffman <laughs> and i was like I, I, if this is noah hoffman and no one alerted me uh it was not noah hoffman though <laughs> thursday charlie thursday charlie hoffman any relation do you think no i don't i don't believe so 
Man, that would have been the most glorious day of my life. Kokrak winning and Noah Hoffman in the top 10. So like, I I used to be like a huge fan, like when in my 20s and, you know, growing up as a kid and like when there was a playoff, you know, situation, I was like legitimately on the edge of my seat, nervous sometimes, like too much so. But like, I, I also, I don't, I'm not sure it's just gambling. It's like the idea of, um, like the idea of being a, a fan of your, your home team makes no logical sense. Like just it because doesn't. you were born relatively near a stadium that no longer exists, most likely with players who are no longer playing for that team anymore. Uh, people who run the team who aren't from the area. The players aren't from the area. It may it why 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 are you wearing these people's jerseys? <laughs> and don't you and also I feel like you know what a good example of what illustrates the absurdity of it is someone who's a, a huge fan. Let's let's use the Bill Simmons example, right? Grew up in Boston, die hard uh Boston fan, moves to LA, has kids, and like your kids in that town, they are gonna like the teams that all their friends at school like. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden, what you're going to tell your kids that they can't root for the Lakers and the Dodgers because you grew up uh, in Boston. It makes more sense though. Logically that your dad liked them. So you like them. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was raised on it. There was all this, it was always on TV. There was always like paper plates and cups in the house. that had the logos on it. I had like their shirts. That makes more sense than just, I like the home team. Yeah. And like obviously there's something like there's something tribal in there. And they did this study I read years ago. So who knows if it's true? This is like a decade ago. On the Premier League, I think it was the Premier League. Uh they tested like the saliva or something of home and away players. And there wow. was like a uh like an increase in testosterone and in some other things when they were at home. And these okay. players aren't obviously don't even aren't even from there. Well, maybe in the Premier League, some of them are, but like um uh, so I'm assuming there's gotta be some, uh, evolutionary biology in there. But if you sit and think about it, there's no fucking reason to get all fucking worked up <laughs> over this, these people you don't know. Right. Looks like MMA and golf's a little different. Like I think you can, and you could do this for any sport really, but definitely MMA is like just to appreciate the balls and like the, the sport of it and just be like. Like you don't even have to be a fan. You could just be like, "That's in." in st- I would I would go down from like ha- that guy fainting a punch at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, in golf to too. Me, to me, the concept is like the tribalism element is also like putting all of your eggs in one basket. You know, Dave here saying because it's fun. From the the you know kind of traditional sports fans I know, they don't seem to be having fun that often. I mean, unless you're rooting for like a dynastic team, you know, like the Patriots for you know the past 15 years, like you're not having that much fun. Like I've seen my Denver uh, friends and sports fans, like you know that live and die by the Nuggets, and it's like okay, we've had a couple good playoff runs, but then like the rest of the time you're just miserable. Like I. To me, the, you're not having fun all the time from what I'm seeing. Like, it didn't seem like that Boston fan who threw that bottle at Kyrie was enjoying uh, the performance of his team and Kyrie. What do you What do you think that it, like that kind of shit, do you think that dude is that filled with rage about what's happening on the court? Or do you think it's just like, I'm a bro hanging out with my buddies and they'll think it's funny if I do this? No, I, I would, who knows, but like, I would guess rage. Like there's no That's crazy reason. to me. It's there's crazy no to me. reason for him to, to, to be that much of a super fan. He has no, I, can, I mean, obviously I don't know that person's life, but your average super fan has no affiliation with the team, right? They have no stake in the company. They they've the, the stadium's been gone since they were a kid. All the players they liked are gone and retired. In the one, the one thing that you could use to, and I'm not saying justify it, but it at least would make sense is if you had money on the game, which is the complete opposite right. of what we're talking about, which is traditional fandom devoid of gambling. Yeah. I mean, not in that instance. Like, even if you have money on the game, you can't just like throw shit. No, you can't. But I'm saying at least I would know why you were like so mad at Kyrie for ruining your spread or whatever. Well, let's assume, let's assume it is fun. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Let's assume it is fun. That doesn't mean you have to be this the Chicago fan because you live in Chicago 
with a Boston fan because you live in Boston. It should just be arbitrary, like MMA. Yeah. Well, and then because there's the stigma, right? With the little kids. Like, as a kid, I liked Duke because they were on TV a lot and making yeah. it to the Final Four of the NCAA tournament. And then I got to high school, and everyone's like, oh, you're a bandwagon fan, all that. I'm right. like, what school do you like? And they're like, I like Arizona. I'm like, why? And they're like, because uh, I like their jerseys. I'm like, fuck you. Like, we're all liking these teams for whatever reason we want. <laughs> yeah, right. And and I think some of it's fake when push comes to shove. Like, yeah. I doubt they really care, but – I. It doesn't make any doesn't make any sense to me, and it, it is because of the same thing you just went through. Like I grew up an A's fan, and so everyone was a Cubs or a Sox fan here. So I just got shit from everybody, and it's like there's no di- what, there's no difference. Like it doesn't matter. Like no no no, but you live here, so like, I I live I, I live like do I have to root for the local burger joint like too or something? You know what I mean? Just because it's near my prox uh, proximity, clo- you know, it's close to me. Hang on. I, I feel like this comment could tee Brian up for a rant here. I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> reading your facial expressions as you read that sense of community. Uh, so, I mean, I that's fine. I guess yeah. that's fine. Economic impact. Um, I guess, I mean, obviously the thing I would hate most about that, especially in, depends on the city you're in is that they take money from the residents who don't even like sports to build these stadiums. And I would, there's like a difference, right? Like if you're rooting for the bears, um, you're that you're rooting for McDonald's or Burger King. Like if you can convince me on like the local lacrosse team or the women's soccer team that you're like supporting local, like I can buy that argument a little bit more because they don't have the massive TV deals, the massive revenue deals. You're actually, you know, putting money into the system that allows them to pay these athletes, you know, whatever bare minimum they make as a professional athlete. I can buy that economic impact more there, I think. Yeah. I mean, I I think he's more talking like more of a macro sense. Like if you have no major team in your area versus someone comes to your area, it makes who knows like a billion dollars extra for yeah. the community. Like, yeah. Okay, that that's that that's true. That's true. Time. I mean, I don't know. I I mean, I'm not like I would be like, like you could say the same thing about an Amazon, right? Like if Amazon's headquarters comes to your town, it's going to bring a whole bunch of economic activity and tons of jobs and tons of money and whatever whatever else. That doesn't mean I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm going to root for Amazon now." You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Hang on, Jeff, Brian. Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Breaking news. We're now a lacrosse show because apparently we get $5 a lacrosse mention <laughs> here. Um, I am going to become a lacrosse thought leader. Evan, how much are you willing to pony up a month for lacrosse content, <laughs> buddy? Because I recently left my job and I'm willing to talk about it. <laughs> they, it I'll talk about it as long as soon as the DraftKings adds it to the uh, Oh, that would be fun. Docket. Yeah, yeah another sport that has like 18 people playing it. Yeah. And I get to go back. I don't want to, I can, I understand the, I guess the, the counter argument for me is I understand the appeal of traditional fandom. Like I I can wrap my head around it, but my counter is I feel like you can get like all the great things about sweating a team through traditional fandom, through gambling, through DFS without all of the downsides. Obviously they're still winning and losing, but you don't, you're more at control of that experience. And people will die by every touchdown or like, yeah. I don't know if you have buddies on like text threads, you know, like don't text me during the game. It's like, it's, it's going to happen either way, dude. It's going to, whatever happened, you have no control over this. And, and you know how I feel about jerseys. <laughs> I don't think I go, go ahead. I, I don't remember what you feel about jerseys. You shouldn't. <laughs> You shouldn't wear another man's grown man's name on your back, right? Unless it's like your your family member or you're the high school girlfriend of this guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh wow, here we go. That's it. You shouldn't wear fucking I'll make exceptions for like legends who are dead, like Hall of Famers or something. Maybe as a little sign of respect. But you're like if you're like 30 and you're wearing some 22-year-old dude's jersey name on your back. <laughs> Think about it for a second. In any other context, forget sports. Say sports didn't exist. So, and you're out at the bar. People are like, what the fuck are you doing, weirdo? Well, 
Okay, so I I agree with your take, but for completely different reasons. For me, okay. it's just aesthetics. Like I don't think jerseys look good on people. Like football jerseys, hockey jerseys are meant to be worn with pads underneath them. Basketball jerseys are meant to be worn by men that are seven feet tall uh, that shouldn't be going down to your knees. And sometimes like the soccer jerseys look decent, but for the most part, they are meant to be worn in the field of play and they are designed as such and they don't look good otherwise. But like to your point, like what's the difference if you're wearing like a Ralph Lauren shirt and it says Ralph Lauren, you're wearing Ralph Lauren shirt. Like how is that any different? Because you're not wearing... Well, like you're not admiring the man, you're admiring the art. Don't don't tell me what I'm doing when I put on a Ralph Lauren <laughs> shirt. Here, here's two two more exceptions in my in my YouTube. Joey says Patrick Laird. Okay, for a bit. For a bit, it's so, fine. Here's how I have my Patrick Laird jersey, Brian. All right. There. Do you, does it look like I'm putting that on? See, that's that's even fine. Uh, oh, it's without it, the bit. That's fine. Um, and then, uh, Danging Wing says, uh, Vegas Dave is also an exception. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I did forget my, uh, I just did my randomizer show with Leone the other night and he, I made him put on 10 different jerseys. So yes, uh, this is my take is all stylistically. I, I, I think the idea of collecting them and stuff is, is fun. I just don't think they look good, at least on me. So you think, yeah, you think this is, this is, this is a normal thing in society. Just wearing another man who's 10 years younger than you, his name on their, their back. Well, here's the thing. If you took sports out of it. This is another part where I will agree with you because I feel like Leone's probably a good anomaly. Like Leone isn't a tribalistic Bills fan, but in general, the jersey wearing ties into the tribalism. Like the guy who's throwing the bottle generally at Kyrie has that jersey on and just like threw it over his polo after a day at the office. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of lumping this all together. Yeah. It's like, A, you have no affiliation to this team. Like you just were born relatively near a stadium that no longer exists. And these guys are kids and you're wearing their name on your back, which in any other context would be fucking weird. Okay. That, all right. That's fair. That's fair. I, I would, uh, I could see buying a jersey of someone who well, won you 100 GPP or something. Yes. See, same thing for me. I, I will say, like, say I won a GPP, uh, I would definitely be down. But I, I would frame it. I would, I would put it up as like a collector's thing to remind me of that, of that moment. Yeah. Speaking of which, oh, and I bought, I got a Chris Paul Top Shot, and because he won my first GPP many, many years ago. Wait, is and that the I one that we one. have? Yeah. So I was all down for it because I'm like, oh, now I got a Chris Paul. Payback. There you go. You just so what you're saying is you got me to subsidize your own personal <laughs> fandom collectible. I'm pretty sure it was Jack's <laughs> idea, not mine. <laughs> there were lots of bad ideas back in February, Brian. <laughs> yeah, yes, there was. The uh, that's why you say not financial advice, by the way, people. <laughs> It's you know what is nice, Brian, with a bear market. You don't have to say not financial advice near as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. doesn't come up as often yeah i haven't felt the need to say it in a long time uh speaking of which i mean do we have any updates i mean at the end of last week i told you uh at least for my share of the cosmic you're more than welcome to uh to list it have you been thinking about it yeah a little bit not a ton i've been pretty busy lately but um i, I haven't really really thought of anything it's it's it is what it is i think there's no other way around it besides it, we're gonna either gamble that the market is gonna come back eventually or you just basically sell now and get what you can i think are the two plays and i don't think it matters that russell westbrook is having had a great triple double season and his career is only going down from here pretty much the guy's a freak show but and the wizards aren't going to be winning anything anytime soon um you would imagine uh so like there's and then it takes five years to get in the hall of fame if that would be a bump and all like the rational things you would consider like oh this would be good for the price it's kind of like bitcoin too like like it doesn't matter like oh it just dropped in half like none of that shit mattered yeah because the whole market as a whole is what and and this is and this kind of goes with like the price discoveries thing we were talking about whatever a month ago or something it's like no one knows no one knows how much this is this is worth this this all this other stuff was just nonsense now i'm just imagining if 
Elon Musk set his sights on disrupting the top shot market? Would LeBron be the Bitcoin and then he'd just like become obsessed with Ish Smith as his Dogecoin? He's just getting <laughs> everybody to buy Ish Smith top shot moments. Why why'd you pick Ish Smith? He's just like the go-to punching bag for just okay. random moment that isn't gonna have any value in 10 years. <laughs> I feel bad for picking on him. I go Bruno Fernando sometimes too. Okay. Yeah, Ish, I kind of like Ish Smith because he's more like a D League success story. I think yeah. Bruno was a first rounder. God, I can't remember, but yeah, the uh, Skyler. So you're saying I won't get a massive pump on my Jokic uh, moment after he wins MVP? Uh, I don't think either of us are counting on that at this point. If you did take my advice many moons ago, I, I, I wasn't the only one, but buy Jokic and parlay it with Jokic MVP. At least oh, you get the yeah. MVP bet. That's right. <laughs> the other part didn't turn out so hot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the time, it seemed the fact that, I mean, at the time, Jokic was not locked to getting MVP. Like that was still very much oh, up yeah. in the air. And to like hit that outcome, like, you know, say it had what? I don't know, a 35% chance at the time, 40% chance. Someone- if that even, yeah. Yeah, it's it's still pretty sick to like hit that, you know, I don't know, uh, four outer and uh, not get get anything for it. Joey, one more time in my in my chat says when he when he was in the fourth grade, he thought he was the coolest guy with his Ricky Williams jersey. Yeah. Um, and Vic too. Vic Vic was a Vic was a stud back in the day. Um, for children, yes, children. It's this is all perfectly appropriate. What's your cutoff? What's your age cutoff? Good question. I, I mean, everything seems to be 18 or 21, right? So okay. those numbers are ba- are pretty arbitrary themselves. But uh, yeah, either 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 one, definitely 21, possibly 18. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, people are mad at me about my Ish Smith slander. This happens every time. There was this one guy on one of my shows that was like, Ish Smith has the best crossover in the league, and I, I really upset the Ish Smith stands. Maybe I need to come up with someone. Uh, He's better. fast. Okay. Can't shoot really. Okay. Decent passer. Undersized. Now, this is an interesting uh, heuristic for this. You can have a jersey if the guy is older than you. I mean, I think it's kind of like, remember, what's that old, uh, it's kind of a joke, but like if you're going to date someone, they got to be like half your age plus seven or something minimum. I, I do remember that idea. Yeah, I think yeah. it's got to be like that. Like they got to be like double your age minus seven. You know? they got, it's got to be, there's got to be a big separation, like an old Hall of Famer. That's, that's the, cause I got a Buckus jersey. I don't wear it and I don't have it. I've had it for years. Um, you know, like Red Grange or Thorpe or something, some, you know, something like that. That's, it's like kind of hipster, hipsterish, maybe. Yeah. Like I could see something like that. But, so, but, yeah. Wearing some 22-year-old dude's name on your back and chucking bottles <laughs> at players because of you because of you grew you were born relatively near a stadium that no longer exists make no fucking sense. Here's the here's the thing with this rule, guys, because it seems like you guys like this rule. Um, I'm gonna look no cooler in a CD Lamb jersey than I am a Ryan Fitzpatrick jersey. Like <laughs> it's it's not gonna matter just because he's older than me. Uh, it's not changing the fact that I'm going to look like an idiot in it. Wait, what's the, what was the rule? I missed it. Older than you. So CD lamb, younger second oh. year player. He's probably what? Gotcha. Like 22, 23 Ryan Fitzpatrick, definitely older yeah. than me. So by this rule, I would be allowed to wear a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. Yeah. See, okay. I'm sticking with my guns. That's gotta be much, much further than that. Cause think about it again, if you agree with the logic of this wouldn't be accepted in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I'm never going to repeat that, but for the pay, uh, for the podcast people, there's a formula for when you should, uh, <laughs> how you should pick your jerseys. I keep getting older, but the jerseys keep getting younger. <laughs> if, if you agree with the logic that in, in any other situation, if there was no sports that wearing an, a young man's name on your back would be weird, then it would still be weird if, if the, the player is 35 and you're 29. And I'm like, why are you wearing that? Why are you wearing Bob's name on your back, dude? Why, yeah. why are you doing that? Like, yeah, Bob's pretty good at basketball, but like, you're an adult. You shouldn't wear some other guy's name. Maybe his kids should wear it. Or someone in his so family. Let's, let's, go for, let's go further on this. Say you, like, if you get in, I mean, I already know the answer to this, but if you get invited to a Bears game, like, you're not even wearing, you're not wearing a Bears shirt. Are you wearing a Bears hat? Are you wearing any kind of fandom signifier? 
I just threw out a lot of bear stuff. I used I used to be ridiculous. I used to, I went to a Cuse game. They were playing here at United Center with my my ex girlfriend. This is years ago, and her friends from Syracuse like came up meet me like Bears fan, huh? And it's just head to toe, real big Bears fan, just totally shitting on me. And I was like, God, I probably shouldn't wear everything Bears. Everyone, um, everyone's upset at us that we are <laughs> making fun of wearing jerseys. I'll tell you, here's a funny story with that too. I, I recently cleaned out my basement and I have a tub of unworn Broncos gear, shirts, hats, flannel pajamas, pillows, because for the longest time, my mom, like, luckily these have tapered off, uh, bless her soul, will send me like these care packages. And so her mind, she's like, Pete's a football fan and I live in Denver. So I will just send him constant Broncos gear. I have Broncos socks. Like, and I was like looking through this bin and I'm like, why do I have all of this Broncos gear? And it's because my mom continues to send it to me. Uh, my my mom would uh, she would always be like you're a Falcons fan. I'm like mom, I like Deion Sanders when I was like six or something. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not a Falcons fan. You're gonna get you're gonna get roasted for your pronunciation of Falcons there too. I'm just embracing you for it. Why? What's wrong with Falcons? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that's how you should. Someone and uh, uh, just goes. Uh, uh, what is it? Drico out. How do you pronounce that? Drico yeah. out. A guy in our laws forum. He says I pronounce Premier League weird. You say Premier League. I, I that one I didn't get. Premier League. That's how I say it. Yeah. He he's Irish. Irish. So is yeah. there something? The Premier League. I, I don't know. What, I don't yeah. know what they Listen, said. We invented the English language. Okay. So <laughs> who yeah. who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to get roasted for that. Well, I mean, you adding on to it didn't help. It didn't <laughs> you said help, it man. twice. I was going to let it go. For the That's why I said Falcons. <laughs> it's, dude, it's my biggest fear. There, there's so many words, too, that you know I've read. I know what they mean, but I've never said out loud. And every once in a while, you'll just like, all right, let's uh, walk this tightrope and see if we can toss this word out and hope how I've always yeah. read it in my mind is correct. It's, it's funny like what does – uh, get people upset and yourself upset. Like I could care less Falcons. Like, fuck you guys. I don't give a shit. That's how I say it. I think that, I think that's how everyone around here says, Oh, it. this is how they want us to say premier. That's how all premier. the hoity premier, the premier league. Premier league. Yeah. It's the best know. football in the world in the premier league, Brian. Premier. <laughs> um, Drico says, Pete, be careful next time you start your car with that kind of talk. All right. I will. I don't want to ruffle any feathers across the pond there. Uh, the the most absurd Broncos thing my mom has ever sent me is Tim Tebow's biography. <laughs> Did you read it? <laughs> no. Oh, you got to get in there a little. Dude, my, my family was obsessed with Tim Tebow, like to the point where they like my grandpa, uh, he passed away, but he was a, you know, diehard Broncos fan his whole life. And even he thought Tim Tebow was like the future for the Broncos. Uh, I think it was mainly just because he was a Christian God fearing man. Uh, but he was convinced that, uh, Tebow could do no wrong. And it was every other position on the team. That was the issue. <laughs> Fan- fantasy wise though, he was pretty fun for like a season and a half there. He was. And they he, did he have that season long leagues back when that was, the thing to do he was like his pat he would like what pass he was like eight for 11 on pass attempts but he would rush for 85 yards i think that that completion percentage is a little generous there buddy yeah i think it was more like six for 17 and he would rush for 90 with two tutties or something and it would probably be like five for 16 with 55 yards until the fourth quarter and then he'd get like a bomb somehow for a touchdown and then, and then rush some crazy run in that was, I mean, that was his best play. It was the wild card game against the Steelers. It was the first play of overtime, and it was just a walk off like slant to Demarius Thomas, like broken coverage. I think he got the defense to bite on the play action, and Demarius Thomas took it like 75 yards for a touchdown. And then we went into New England, and the spread was like 20 points, and we got beat by 35. And uh, <laughs> that was that was the end of Tim Tebow in the playoffs. Do you think he could do any? This is getting into things that are really not that interesting to me. But do you think he would do anything in like the uh, Lamar Jackson modern? Oh, we now know kind of what to do with these guys. Because back then they it was kind of it was pretty new. To me, like comparing 
to me, Tim Tebow was like the epitome of the like dominant college athlete. I feel like as a pure athlete, Lamar Jackson is just on a completely I'm different. Not, yeah, I'm not saying that they would be the same. I'm saying yeah. like just force. Who is Harbaugh still the coach? Force mm-hmm. Harbaugh to you got to oh. take this guy, play him 16 games, and how would, would they he, do? Would he be able to? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so even yeah, even assuming how much rust he has, but yeah, I'm sure some of these better coaches, Harbaugh, Kyle Shanahan, some of these could come up with some kind of offense to make it palatable. Because what they were doing, this that was a long time ago, but they tried to kind of make him a normal QB, maybe a few more screens and stuff or whatever, and then he would scramble just making a, you know out of uh, making it up on the fly. Yeah. Maybe they had a few run plays in there, design run plays. That was so long ago, but definitely not like a smart, you know, complete uh, offense like a Lamar, like 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 the Lamar Jackson offense. And I'm I'm seeing this in the in the chat here. I know he's not as good as Lamar Jackson. That's not the fucking one, guys. Clearly, I'm. You're talking about Pete's family who loves Tebow. I could care less. <laughs> this is no you. You're a big best ball guy. You have all these takes on these various quarterbacks. Everyone wants your best ball strategy, Brian. What do you What do you think? Of what I was talking about in our our Discord earlier. I would love. I don't have the time to play these best balls on like Yahoo and DraftKings and yeah. Like what if we like got someone to just do it for us? Like here, here's an example. So like Pat uh, clearly has no more money cause he lost it all on top shot. <laughs> so maybe he would want to get the money rolled. He set you for the top shot moments. You're going to send back to him to stake him in best ball <laughs> tournaments. Maybe until Top Shot comes back, he's got he's got to grind he's got to grind Yahoo best balls for the next two <laughs> years. <laughs> you make it sound like it's like some punishment, like he's picking up litter on the highway or something. Isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it though? <laughs> See, that's the thing. I I legitimately enjoy drafting the best ball teams. I it does not. I would not do it if it felt like a chore. It is it is legitimately fun to me. It is it's pretty cool. I'm just kidding. It's it's not my type of thing, but like um. I could tell, I totally see it. And if, if like I was grinding a bankroll that the, the, it sucks, you got to wait the whole year. Yeah. But like, if you're a grinder, like, and you got, and you have enough money where you can still play whatever DFS or sports betting or however else, you know, wherever else you have an edge, definitely, definitely easier than trying to beat like heads up, <laughs> heads up cash games in NBA, a hundred dollar or something, you know, nowadays. Yeah. And especially too, I mean, even I'm lazy. Like I just like playing in the big one with the million dollars up top, but in those three mans, there's different strategies and stuff. And, um, best ball is one of those things where I think if you are drafting smart structurally, you might have a bad year, just not hitting on some of the breakout stuff, but like you can break even in a bad year if you're drafting well structurally. And then if you do hit, um, you could have a really nice windfall there. So yeah, I do think best ball, if you're willing to spend the time, if you're willing to tie up your money for that long is like, a, like you said, a nice way to build your role. I used to have a whole stable staking stable in poker back in the day. Really? Yeah. So I would save big money now on new siding from LP smart side at Menards update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. I got like this, um, it's a, a long story, like the site went under that I had like 25k on and then a bunch of the poker players sued the site and i was part of the lawsuit and then we lost and but some shady dude got a hold of the rights hopefully he doesn't see this because he's kind of like a scary guy <laughs> he's not shady he's totally totally normal and uh he's like he's like i'll give you your own like skin on this poker network okay and i'm like i'm pretty sure they're legal for me to do that and so, like, he gave me just like this killer rake back deal for whoever I wanted. Like, we kind of had we had like some sort of deal worked out. And so I'm like, well, I, I mean, now I could stake and um, coach some of the guys who show promise. And there's not a ton of risk because the rake back would be more than enough. 
and and people don't understand how much rake costs us. DFS is way worse than poker. But um yeah, so I so I'd stake guys and then and then I'd look through uh since I had access to this guy, I could like look through their play a little bit. I was just gonna ask what kind of monitoring or how much was on the honor system with that. So on that site, there there was nothing they can do. Because if they had to cash out, I knew the owner. And so I'm like, if anyone from my site, like my thing links or whatever tries to cash out, um, let me know. And then, you know, if it's just, and then he just sends me a message and I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's not my guy or something. And so I would say probably like 50% of the people tried to immediately screw me. Jesus. And uh, I was, I was, but I was not very picky because, because I knew they couldn't. As long as they were half your age plus seven, you took them. And <laughs> the name on the back, everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, to me, that stuff always seemed like a logistical nightmare. And then you're adding in all the elements of, like you said, you were having to train them, coach them. There was like this business aspect in a way there. Your employers seem like all kinds of messy stuff that could arise from that arrangement. Yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. And then and then you kind of hope that like a few um like whatever studs pop up through this and they're like they get it like most people are idiots <laughs> you realize through a lot of these type of processes it's like they're the scammers they're dumb they're not gonna be able to figure it out but then there's a few like bright spots and then even those guys screwed me like this one guy he i he played a ton and he was loser he was a losing player but not that bad and that's actually pretty good. That's like even probably in DFS, pretty good corollary. Like if you're on that line, which I mean, which you kind of were a couple of years ago, right? Like you're slightly negative, but not like the horrible, like that's a really good spot where if you, you can like probably definitely in poker, but like if you can figure it out in DFS, you're basically even minus the rake. You like even minus the rake, maybe a little bit less than that. There's things you could probably do to, to turn, to turn it around. And so, I put a lot of time and effort in him and put, gave him like, I don't know, probably like 20 hours of coaching over a couple months. And he turned into a beast. And then, so eventually he's got so much money that he could play on other sites because this site was kind of small and, but I didn't have control <laughs> the other ones, but like I talked to the guy for like 20 hours and then eventually he, he just, he just ghosted me. Yeah, because I was going to say, what? how is there like a contract? Because the whole point, it's like once they get good enough or build enough of their role that they can stake themselves, then the relationship isn't beneficial and then you're left high and dry. Yeah, but if you are if you have, you know, any semblance of honor or, you know, <laughs> if you want to work in the gambling community, it would be a lot worse for them nowadays because I could totally call them out. Back then. Put him on blast right now, Brian. I, I can't even remember his name. It's so long. This is poker. Poker was over in 2011. So this yeah. was this was probably 2010. And um yeah, and I so you'd you'd have like more in that in, in that way, but like uh like to control him. But yeah, as soon as he left, like it was he was he was gone in like six months. But what yeah, what he should have done is give him give me my cut and then gone on his own. But instead he just took it all. And there was another another guy who was like a total scammer, uh, who was like a more of a reg. And so you gotta watch out even for like regs. Like you never know, you never know what someone's bankroll is, you know. Or I've been listening to uh this podcast, Exit Scam. Davis initially put it on my radar. It's from the guy Aaron Lammer. He had a crypto podcast, um, and he's done a lot of different podcasts, but it's about the do you remember the Canadian uh Bitcoin exchange called Quadriga? No, it's never gonna build. Yeah, it wasn't I don't think I don't remember the story the uh the first time around, but you know, this guy ran off with over 250 million of, you know, user funds, went on his honeymoon to India and then was reported dead uh because of stomach poisoning in a hospital. Right. I know what you're talking about now. There's a podcast for, it. yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like, it's now going back through of all the ways this guy had scammed people his entire life. And it just yeah. like listening to those stories you were telling about the poker guys, it's just like some of these people, like that, that's just what they were born to do. They were born to hustle for money and they're going to take any kind of scam angle they can. The guy who scammed me, I talked to him on the phone a few times, pathological. 
no doubt in my mind. Like even like, because he didn't know that I was basically like part owner of the site. So he didn't know the data I was getting on him eventually. And I think what he was doing, this is so long ago. It's hard to remember. I think what he was doing was making two accounts and then playing himself and dumping money. Um, and I can't, did I get it back? I can't, I actually, I don't think I got that money either. Someone was asking what the site, the site that went under was called pokes poker. And it was on <laughs> that, the, the, um, um, they had a lot of the European sites had a lot of weird names and it was on the eight, eight, eight network, whatever one of the, it was one of one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Well, coincidentally, the episode I just listened to today of the uh, exit scam is not only was he, you know, basically using new deposits to pay out old people who had already tried to pull off their money. He was, he had like four or five dummy accounts on his own exchange and was basically just free rolling gambling uh, with his user's money and had lost a shit ton of money on just shitty trades on his own exchange. It's like not just not having access to everyone's keys and being able to run away with the money whenever you want. That wasn't enough. I also need to have dummy accounts to just trade with your money. It's it's wild. Maybe he was trying to trade, and if he banked that, he he wouldn't have gone. You know what's interesting? The guy who owned that poker site, Canadian dude. Um, and the story was like, I think like his dad was rich or something. And he was like, it turns out he was like in his twenties. Yeah. And, uh, his dad gave him a stake and he ran the site like shit, not like ultimate bet bad. Um, but yeah, bad enough. And then, and then that happened in a long, like that happened when was either, was either UI, uh, GEA when that was passed or when, net teller pulled out of the American market. I can't remember. This is old school poker stuff for, for the super nerds. Claire, clairvoyant knows how to get the, uh, the show topics going here. Uh (laughs) I'm the one who got ripped off all the time. Clairvoyant. And, and new. Do you, do you think in general, Brian, that you are just like an overly trusting person, like to a fault? Like, do you think you're naive about some of those situations? No, I don't, I don't think so. Like the original, the, the original staking idea was on a site where I had like almost hundred percent control except for the dumping. But even in the dumping scenarios, I could possibly get it back because they could call the network head, you know, cause it was just a skin and get that money back. Um, so I'm like, there's, there's no way I can really lose because as soon as they, they, Try to cash out. I just ban them. Um, maybe. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I could be wrong. <laughs> that's, that's true. This is Brian. You you have been jaded. But then, but then you people, met. Go people ahead. are some of my favorite people. Yeah. Yes. Who Who are your favorite people, Brian? I uh. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, my uh, all my friends have been like my friends for like twenty some years. Yeah, like almost all my friends. Yeah, so it's all, it's all the same people. I mean, but uh, I, the, all I do is like listen to podcasts. Like I love listening to people and hearing interesting people. I just don't like dumb people and scammers and fucking shamers. What are shamers? regulators <laughs> you just start listing off every possible people <laughs> people who won't leave you the fuck alone what yeah if if you had a myspace profile and you got to put 10 friends in it would i be in your top 10 brian uh yes definitely you'd have to be you'd have to be top 10 by default or by choice because <laughs> <laughs> there's only seven total <laughs> What, what I mean, we we met uh, online when uh, when quarantine started. I mean, I feel like we got to do we got to do a, a golf trip or something at some time. I know you hate traveling, though. That kind of puts a wrinkle on. I, I said this in our in our discord. I got the uh, that Yahoo uh, for Vegas trip if you take first. Wait, so I, I saw you say that. And I couldn't tell if you were kidding. Like it was like a promotional offer. You, they actually, you won a, a Vegas trip. Yeah. They've been doing it all year. Like if you take first, you get a Vegas trip. Like they give you five grand worth of stuff or something. And, um, 
I just got the email. I swear I've won way more than one on there of those things, but they don't do them every day. Does it and allow you to take I the cash? Know, I should have done is post it to that YouTube guy who shit, who shit on me because because I was trying to you? dissect what he what he meant, and I'm like, oh, he probably plays on Yahoo. <laughs> he has no idea that I don't even give a shit, and I'm just putting in one lineup. Oh, I now I know the guy who left a comment on your video. Yeah, I posted it on Twitter. Wasn't it? That was like an old video, right? It's pretty old. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so hey, wait, tell me about this Vegas thing. It, can you redeem it for cash or like how, how do you redeem it? Let me look. That's a, that's a good question. I didn't even think about that. Maybe I get to just take the money. Brian got screwed over a lot, but if he didn't get screwed over, he wouldn't have met his best friend forever. RBX 88. RBX 88 would be your number one. See, RBX 88 won't screw you. Like he'll pay. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he'll pay your debt. He'll pay well, his debt. I do not like the last thing in the world I get from RBX 88 is scammer vibes. That, that dude's the, uh, yeah. he, I'd bring him home for dinner with my family. 5,000, uh, in MGM resort credit that can be used towards the following until June 30th, 2022 hotel, food and beverage, nightlife, entertainment, pool, cabana rentals, spa, <laughs> but does not work towards the following golf, merchandise gratuities and gambling okay so you can you can basically go and ball out with food drink or wait did it say alcohol it says night yeah food and beverage okay and all right that seems like so you just basically have to pay your own flight out there and have some of your gambling money yes you want to we're i think we're going to be going out like mid mid august i'm going to be out there for a few different things you should come out Mid-August, maybe. Actually, no, it's I, nice. I was and, planning on taking a vacation in August, actually. Yeah, where were you thinking of going? Just golf it, like golf with my buddies, just run an Airbnb near like a bunch of golf courses. Nice. Uh, but we haven't locked that down yet. You deserve a vacation, Brian. I, I haven't taken a vacation ever. In your entire life? I think so. <laughs> what? No, wait, okay. Yeah, I, I have my, yeah. My, with that, not with, uh, with that, with exes and stuff like that. Okay. But, you, but you're still, when was the last time you went on a vacation? Two thousand eight. Brian. <laughs> I went to see the bears play the, 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 uh, chargers. Okay. And so you don't feel like, I mean, there's two things for me with vacations. One, there's, there's something to look forward to. It's fun to break up the monotony of your regular schedule. And two, as a way to decompress and recharge after hyper-focused long stretches of work. None of those, neither of those appeal to you. I went to Vegas. Now I'm remembering in two, like 2012 or 13, actually. Wow. You're actually just a big vacation hound is what it sounds oh, like. Oh, I went last week. Actually, I took a vacation. No. Um, <laughs> did you ever hear about like that? How, like how your memory com compacts, um, your brain compacts memories. Yeah. Right. So like if you take the, the, the same sub, the subway to the to work to the same spots eat lunch yeah it seems like every day is the same and why then you go on vacation it breaks up because your brain's just like this is all the same shit let's yeah. just shrink it all down and then you go on vacation they're so memorable because it's such a different uh thing than your normal routine that's the entire thing of memories anything we remember is because it breaks the monotony of your routine. Like if you got in a car accident, the reason you're going to always remember that is because you drove that way on your commute or whatever, every single day, nothing ever stood out to register. Everything condensed. Like you said, it's just that one day that something random happened is the one thing you remember. Yeah. I mean, me, it, that's part of it. I would say there's probably more to it. Like, you don't, you, you don't remember like two plus two equals four because the first time you, you no, you, I mean, I'm talking about experiences from your, from yeah. your life. Because I've, I've had that too. I was thinking about it the other day. Like, you know, I, I lived in probably six or seven different buildings in my, my span living in Boston. And for some reason, there's this one year that I lived in this apartment and I can remember like four things from the entire year. And it is so weird. Like there's all these small details where I'm like, I don't even remember getting dressed in my room. Like I can't remember one single yeah. specific thing. I'm like, did we eat at the table? Like it's so bizarre because it must've just been so much of the same thing that nothing stood out in a way that I remember it. I can't, I have trouble remembering being like uh, less like under 12 years old. 
Like I don't remember. I have a ton of memories that stick yeah. with it. Yeah, um, I, guess I was I, thinking about like um, people you haven't seen for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of have to be a little bit older to, ha- I think, to even think like this. But I was thinking like I don't want to see them. Like I, I want to remember them as being young. Like I don't want to see them now, like <laughs> old. You know, like people from high school or college you haven't seen in so long. I, kinda, I, uh, I just want you to stay that age. I forget. I, I feel like I might. Hopefully, I didn't tell this story on on this show last week. Uh, I might have mentioned it, but my I got a photo from my parents of one of my high school uh, classmates and one of my buddies, and he now works for Animal Rescue in the city. And my parents had a stray dog in their yard, and my friend Jared was the one on the patrol that came and picked it up. So I get a photo of my high school buddy, Jared, with my dad and a stray dog in our yard. And I hadn't seen Jared for a long time. He has multiple kids now. And it was just like this weird thing, like you were saying, where it's like, this is like a time capsule of my life from back home. And it was legitimately jarring to see this photo. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or like an ex-girlfriend or something. Yeah, <laughs> like we're like you're like a mom now. That's not how I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? You're not on. I can't imagine you're on Facebook. Were you ever on Facebook? Oh, I'm on. Yeah, I'm on there. I just, I just haven't. I haven't accessed it. And I don't even know how long. You, I can imagine you just posting a storm on there, sharing all these Donald Trump memes. <laughs> <laughs> Pepe frogs and shit. I, I would, I go on like legitimately once every, I don't know, six months or so. And I always have like 50 invitations. It's like, you know, like this random, you know, cupcake shop that this girl you went to high school with started. I'm like, I can't do this. I got to get out of here. I have no idea what it's like. It seems awful. It does. Yeah. Like for Twitter, you're kind of like, me and you had this conversation a long time ago when I was, I referenced uh, Whitney Cummings, the comedian, when she was on Rogan, and she said, um, like, comedy, like, for her growing, you know, becoming a comedian, she's like, comedy's not for friends and family. And that, like, and it, like, stuck with me. Like, I think there's a lot of things like that. Just, like, not, I mean, it can be, obviously, but, like, I think it's probably better to think of it that way. Comedy, music, um, even shows, or, like, if you're, if you're, if you're, um, starting some new into, you know, entrepreneurial career somehow, like a lot of times, like, could you, like if you, music, I think is the obvious one because like someone, you know, like, oh, no, that sucks, dude. I don't like, you know, I don't like that style or something like that. It's like, it's like, but yeah, but you could probably have a hundred thousand followers on Twitter. You're so talented, you know, but like you would never know, like people who know you, they don't, they don't give you the same amount of respect and stuff like that. Or maybe they've seen you grow as a comedian or, guitarists and they just don't they don't think it's impressive i was always the same way like when i started doing improv like a common thing when you're doing your class shows is like you know no one's paying to go see students do improv so everyone brings their friends and family and i i mean like lauren would come to mind but i was net like i didn't want any friends and family like my fear is like my in-laws coming to watch me do improv like that's the last thing in the right. world I want you, you, like you said, you just want this separation of church and state in that regard. And that's what made me think of Facebook and Twitter. Like the difference, like Facebook is like your friends from high school and college or something, you know, or your parents, friends and like your, you know what I mean? Like your grandma follows you or something. Yeah. And Twitter is like, I'm just posting to random fucking people. Just mostly just joking or something. Who knows what it is. And, and like you, and like, if someone responds to that, that I know it's like weird, almost in a way it's like, you can call me. <laughs> like it is weird. We've known each other for a long time. You can just add, you can email me, you can text me, you can call me. And it's like, this isn't for you. Yeah. Like these are, this is for the, the, the thousands of strangers who follow me. You're probably remember, not going to get it. It's not for you. I remember I had that epiphany. I went to, I had gone to college and I came back for my brother's graduation And my mom spotted this girl that I went to high school with. And she's like, Pete, there's, there's Jenny. Like you should go say hi to Jenny. I was like, mom, Jenny and I are Facebook friends. Like we could have talked to each other anytime over the past two years, anytime we wanted. And we both decided we don't want to talk to each other. So like, I don't know why now it would make sense for me to go talk to her. We both mutually agreed. We have the resources to talk and we've decided (laughs) not to do that. (laughs) 
it's a different world in a good way. I think in a definitely a good way. Because if you were like a like a, a musician in the '90s or something like that, um, and like your and like your friends and family, your were like your feedback. Like that could be a serious problem. Like where else are you going to go? And it's so easy now to to put it online, have your monetize it, get it out in a ton of different platforms. Um, and not have to just fucking go to college and get some stupid job and work for some fucking dummy. <laughs> yeah. Like this is why I'm so happy that you quit your job, man. Not working for someone is one of the greatest pleasures. It really is. Just to be able to tell everyone, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. I love being a gambler. Like that part of it. Yeah. And it's like someone's like, oh, I don't I don't like you. Yeah, well, you can suck my balls. How's that? You know what I mean? <laughs> like try to do that, you know. I mean, but at work and at work, like in, in person, I'm a completely uh nice person to everybody. And, and like at work, I would be totally pleasant, but like um, but that's the fact that I have to kind of have to do this. Yeah. It might be my personality, but god damn, I, I never wanted to work from someone. And I always thought they were dumber than me. <laughs> like almost every boss I've ever had, almost every teacher I've ever had. Like I hated, I hated school. I hated the structure of it. Like, and, and because of gambling and, and the internet, like I could get out of that fucking rat race. Yeah. You know? And uh, that's probably one of the reasons I don't take vacations. Cause I'm like, well, fucking like I got lucky here. Yeah. And you feel like you have to push those edges until they dry up kind of thing. And that's because of poker too, because I didn't, you know, when you're young, you're stupid. You don't see the future. You don't. And I had no clue what the government was, you know, capable of back then. Wasn't even in politics. And uh, I just thought, you know, you could just play, just take, take six months off and then come back and play poker. Yeah. It's like, Oh shit. No, they're going to take that shit away. I do think the stuff with being anonymous right now is interesting because I feel like in the traditional fantasy football world, everyone is like branded on their name. You have your photo. You could look everyone up every which way. And then you notice a lot with the crypto communities, the NFT communities, tons of Anon accounts, tons of people that have built like brands around their NFTs that they own. And like, that's their online identity. I think it's just an interesting shift too, where like there's lots of these people where a lot of what the NFT stuff has been funny because I'm like, did I know you before? Like, are you from DFS and you've just done a full on NFT rebrand and now you're an ape avatar and have some funny name? Like part of it is, is kind of weird, but part of it is, it is nice that that Avenue is possible for people to, still be a part of communities, but in an anonymous way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm, I don't know why this is reminding me of like that band gorillas, the old, you know, from yeah. a while ago, or um, even like kiss, like, you know, fake make it like different personas or something almost, you know, that you don't really know what they look like. Um, I'll, I, I just love, I love all this and I can't wait for the next young kid to come up and figure out, how to decentralize YouTube and Twitter and make it seamless and monetize. And so you, so you don't even need them anymore. Yeah. And like, we, we, we have to, like, someone's got to figure this out. Like we, cause they will never leave you alone. <laughs> the people who want to get involved in your life and tell you how to live and what you should do and what's wrong and how to shame you in the state in the, in the, and in some of these companies, they will never leave you alone. It's not going to fucking happen. And the only way we can get to this point of you're your own person, you're your own boss, is through these avenues that never existed before. And it, and, and and it's all new. It's all brand new. All this stuff is like we were talking about before. Like we basically all lived the same life from 1950 to 2005 or 10. It is funny you say that too because I wish – there's so much you look at, I don't know, take the, the DeFi space right now or the NFT space. And it's like a million similar types of NFT projects, the DeFi, it's like how many different kind of yield, you know, collateralized loan farms do we need? Can we get someone working on the decentralized, you know, platforms? And I know there's like prototypes and some stuff of there, but nothing anywhere close to where I could realistically be like, I'm going to leave YouTube 
or leave Twitter to go do. Like we're, we're nowhere close to that. It does seem like, can we get some of that brain power? Like you said, the yeah. next kid, but all these guys are like, well, I could just go make, you know, a uh, million dollars on some DeFi project. I'll probably just go do that. But do, do you, even DeFi can help us. Of course it can, but it just seems yeah. like there's so much of the same thing. Like I, I don't see the clusters of people trying to build the new social medias. It, and who knows, maybe it never happens. That would suck. But like, we, you, we have no idea what it's going to look like. You know, we've talked about this before. Like if you were in 1985, you had no idea that our greatest geopolitical enemy, Soviet Union, was going to collapse in a few years. You had no idea that the internet was coming. Yeah, we have no clue. I was thinking about this. I was watching uh, Club Top Shot, and um, and I was just thinking, like, you know, I wonder if they did the. I wish they did the opposite. Like they didn't listen to like the rent seeking stuff, and like they made it even more profitable. Like what would what would have happened? And I was just thinking about that this this Henry Ford quote that um, I don't think he ever said it, but it's attributed to him. Was if I asked the um, if I asked the customer what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Yeah. Right. And it's like the customer is always right. Is like just some stupid saying that it generally doesn't mean anything. And like these innovators, like we don't know where they're going to come from. We don't know how it's going to happen. You just got to stay the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. And so like I, I do really wish Top Shot would have. Like you were doing so so good like why <laughs> I, I i can't talk about uh what broke top shot again another night it, it exhausts me every time we have that conversation but people sure love having that conversation over and over brian that's what i have learned yeah, i'm i'm forget top shot then i'm just no no like, I, I know what you I, mean yeah like the idea of um like thinking uh okay that these guys are in DeFi space so they're not gonna go and come up with the next decentralized thing like who knows yeah like we have no idea where it's going to come from and wh what it's going to look like but hopefully hopefully it happens and hopefully because if they if if like the state does get locks down on like DeFi, because like, it seems like i was talking to my brother about this today i amc's going insane again yeah so it might buy us more time <laughs> from the legislators locking down bitcoin crypto they might go back and focus on GME and AMC. So you might get another six months or a year before some bullshit legislation gets passed. But like you could see the, and I know there's a lot of speculation in, in, in the DeFi space, but you can see what happens when there's not all this crazy regulation, like how much money you could, you could be making in your savings account, right? When there's competition for your dollars and how, and where to invest them and stuff like that. Yeah. You could, you could see it because, there's no red tape. There's no bullshit, right? There's no, there's no like six companies who run all of it. And then right. when they want something changed, they lobby and you're sitting at home. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the, the upside is not worth it for the people knowing the amount of hoops, the rigmarole, all that stuff that they have to jump through just to have a chance at the upside. Yeah. For, I mean, it's, it's almost, it's basically over at this point. It's basically like people never talk when they talk about monopolies, like, oh, you can't have a free market because monopolies. It's like, why isn't anyone talking about JP Morgan Chase that's been around forever? Like Sears was considered a monopoly. They're defunct. Walmart was considered a monopoly. No one talks about them anymore. Amazon's hurting them. It's like, but the banks, no one fucking mentions. And the reason they have a virtual monopoly or like whatever, try try uh, a duopoly or whatever, like, like um, uh, the credit cards, Visa and MasterCard have like a duopoly essentially. It's because they use the, they use the state to mode off competition and they have for years. So it's like you could make a hot dog stand and compete against the, the other guy's hot dog stand. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're never going to be able to compete against, um, you know, I guess I shouldn't, I shouldn't say never because Bitcoin might, Bitcoin might be able to, um, make a lot of their services obsolete. They might bankrupt the whole country before them with, uh, printing money and giving it to JP Morgan. Not you, you'll never see a penny of that shit, but <laughs> they, uh, hopefully they don't bankrupt the country before then. Yeah. Well, 
I think that's the, uh, a good note for uh, a typical winding uh, Lulz episode to end here. We alienated everyone by saying it's dumb to like teams and wear sports jerseys. <laughs> and, uh, and then we ended up here. Uh, Brian, any final plugs here? How about, it's not dumb. It's just not logical. Okay. <laughs> it's not. Everyone should do what makes them happy. I, I was more pushing back that traditional fans don't often seem that happy to me. Um, and, I, and I'm totally fine with someone saying, I know it's not logical. And I just want, still want to do it and I enjoy it. I have no problem with that <laughs> whatsoever, just for the record. Um, guys, if you're watching on the channels, subscribe. We got the audio link that goes up every Wednesday night if you want to check that out in podcast form. Anything else going on in your neck of the woods, Brian? Uh, same old, same old. Go, go Falcons. Go Falcons. Go, go Premier League. Premier. Love, love that football over there in that Premier League. Lots of good footy over there. Um, I am hopping over to ship chasing. I got uh, Pat Crane, Mike Leone. We're going to talk more best ball. Brian wouldn't give his best ball secrets tonight. Maybe Leone and Pat will share theirs. Mm. My so. two horses? My horses in my stable, hopefully. <laughs> Your horses. Uh, that's right. Uh, Pat has to get unstuck on Jason Tatum. All right, guys. <laughs> This was fun. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Peace.